Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, June 29th, special lunchtime. Quick edition of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. Um, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we got to talk about it again today, the January 6th total farce, total show trial. Um, Cassidy Hutchinson, you know, the, the media ate this up. Oh my God, Trump reached from the back of the beast and grabbed the steering wheel and then lunged at a Secret Service guy. You know, within hours of her saying that, the whole narrative fell apart. Um, I'm looking on the New York at the New York Post. They report ABC, CBS, NBC were all contacted by a source close to the Secret Service. They denied everything that Hutchinson said. Denied the accusation. Trump said. Quote, her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol building is sick and fraudulent, very much like the unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. And that's the thing people were posting online. It is physically impossible for someone in the back seat to lunge forward and grab the steering wheel. So it's hilarious. You had people on Twitter, these people, idiots who are saying oh well why don't they just testify if that's what happens um why doesn't the secret service just testify and by the way the secret service says they are gonna say something on the record here very soon um people have to understand this is not a trial it's the furthest thing from a trial there is no cross-examination there is no defense witness there is no opportunity for you know, anyone in there who's who would be defending Trump to even call someone from the Secret Secret Service to dispute what she's saying. So you just had ridiculous the media eating this up, acting like it's gospel. Oh my god, Trump threw his lunch against the wall, you know, like a like a angry animal, and there was ketchup dripping down the wall. It's the same thing with the golden showers, BuzzFeed. Um, nothing's been confirmed. It's all hearsay evidence. Um, there, there, there's no media who's actually investigating this. There's no one who's looking at this objectivity and say, hey, we objectively and saying, hey, we don't have any evidence to prove this. But you had, I didn't watch it, but I read about it. AOC went on Stephen Colbert. Of course, gee, I wonder if they had that planned out in advance. So she goes on Colbert last night, Tuesday, June 28th. And her and Colbert just basically, you know, commiserated and laughed and just said, oh, how great this is and, and um, that we finally got some details about how bad Trump is. AOC said the president himself was willing to choke his own secret service. So they just sat there and acted like Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony was gospel and was proven in a court of law and, in fact, um, cross-examination was over and the trials were settled. The trial's been settled. The facts settled. Instead, it is just making a mockery of due process, making a mockery of our judicial system, and it's working. You see these idiots online who Trump broke their brain so bad and they have TDS that they want to believe that this is a real trial. They want to believe this is true. They want Trump to go to jail. They want Trump dead. And you just look at the people in charge, Adam Schiff. I mean, this guy lied to the American people about Trump 
for four years. So anyone who's pointing to a committee led by Adam Schiff and saying, oh, here's a credible committee, a credible source of information about Trump, his credibility, he has not a shred of it left. And this Cassidy Hutchinson, I mean, you know, hearsay evidence, you have Secret Service people who are saying, hey, I will go on the record and dispute this. So big news in uh, COVID land, Dr. Tony Fauci says he's getting rebound COVID symptoms after taking Paxlovid. I mean, follow the science. This guy is quadruple vaxxed, supposedly. Tony Fauci quadruple vaxxed. Now he's on his second course of Paxlovid after testing positive again for COVID-19. I don't trust Anthony Fauci at all. Everyone in America should read the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. book, The Real Anthony Fauci. You will never look at Fauci the same way again. Whatever your perception is of Fauci, um, I guarantee he's a lot worse as far as his ethics and his morals and his personality than you could possibly fathom until you read this book. So it's hilarious. The CDC issued a warning about potential rebound systems or symptoms after taking Paxlovid last month in May. So of course, Fauci quadruple vaxxed is taking Paxlovid again after he tested negative for three days in a row and then tested positive on the fourth day. Back in action. Um, it's incredible. You look at all these countries that are having serious problems with this new wave of COVID. Um, Omicron, the BA.4 and BA.5 variants, totally different than the earlier variants. And I don't know, it just seems as I touched on in uh, episode three of the Teddy Roosevelt show yesterday, an insane number of people in their 20s and 30s are dying in their sleep. Did you see this comedian in Canada, 34 years old? I mentioned the X Factor uh, contestant's wife, um, or she was going to be his wife. She was his fiance. They were going to get married that day, and she died on the morning of her wedding day. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens running uh, linebacker, 26 years old. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of mysterious things to happen to a lot of young people dying in their sleep within what a 10 day period. Um, and here's what's interesting: it's happening to Jen Woke. You know, 22 to 40 year olds. There's a lot of people in their 20s and 30s who are dying, and. Their generation should be speaking up and saying, what the hell's going on? But because they're the coward generation and they're afraid to say anything that might go against the narrative, because you can very quickly lose friends for having the wrong opinion in 2022. I don't know any Republicans who cancel people um, unless they're being total Karens or being draconian about their vaccine um, take and making you wear two masks or show proof of vaccination to show up for Christmas. But um, it's it's just insane what's going on right now with uh, uh, the culture where you can't say anything negative about the vaccine or the mandates still. I mean, there are still a lot of employers out there that are requiring you to be vaccinated in order to be employed. I mean, it is totally egregious by the media, not to mention um, the vaccine mandates for pilots. It was a huge point of contention last year, last August, 
or last August, last September, even in October, into October, there were strikes. Southwest Airlines, um, American Airlines, the unions, they were saying, hey, we don't want to, um, a, a certain percentage of our pilots don't want to get vaccinated. Um, they weren't giving any religious or medical exemptions, hardly at all. And so a lot of people left the industry. Maybe they went into uh, private jets. Maybe they went to a smaller regional airline that didn't have the mandates. But to act like nine months later, after forcing the pilots, the flight attendants, anyone working for the airlines to get double shots or they were going to get fired, is idiotic. I mean, everyone in America knows. Everyone watching the flight cancellations and the delays knows it's directly related to the mandates. And for them to just say, oh, it's weather or the labor shortage. Um, Yeah, the labor shortage is impacting everyone. You created your own labor shortage by kicking a lot of pilots out. And they just said it's not going to come back for five years or, you know, to replace everyone who retired. And if you were close, if you were only five years away and they were requiring the vaccine and you didn't want to get it, you just you just bailed early. Some people just switched industries entirely. So, especially flight attendants. So, the vaccine situation is out of control. The FDA is going to recommend a fifth shot for anyone over 50 or anyone immunocompromised. We we called it. A lot of people, my cohort, Hortz on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, uh, my buddy Brad Swale at Brad Swale, host of the Austin City Councilman podcast. You can also find on fine streaming platforms everywhere. Um, we were saying it's going to be the Netflix of vaccines. If you get the first couple, it's going to be an annual thing. And let me just say, I'm not anti-vaccine. I've gotten vaccines in my life when I was a baby. I didn't really have a choice, but I don't have a problem with a measles, a Cody, uh, uh, a measles or a, uh, Um, a polio vaccine. I mean, these vaccines were tested over decades. Um, They've just been in the public use. Millions of people have gotten them and the side effects um, obviously aren't as severe. But for anyone to act like there is a long-term study on the impact of your immune system, on your immune system of getting five injections of an experimental gene therapy shot, that's Moderna and... Pfizer's documentation, that's what they call it, an experimental gene therapy shot. You're getting five of these bad boys injected into your deltoid. A lot of the things they've promised turned out to be false. Remember they said, oh, the cells just, or the mRNA just stays in your deltoid. It doesn't go anywhere. Well, they're finding cells in other organs, including your liver. So that should be be scary. The fact that the uh, label for the administration of the vaccines to six-month to five-year-olds, the upper right-hand corner, the top bullet point, uh, warns them about pericarditis and myocarditis. Hey, if you get, if the patient gets myocarditis or pericarditis after their first mRNA shot, you should not give them a second shot until the symptoms have, have resolved. What? How about not giving them a shot at all? And then you look at the risk-reward factor for these kids. Alex Berenson broke it down on Substack or Igor Chudoff. Um, Most of the kids, the majority of kids who died um, in America from COVID, I think it was like 27 of the 80 had severe neurological 
disease. A lot of these uh, uh, kids had severe comorbidities. Um, healthy, normal kids simply were not are not dying from COVID, but there's a lot of healthy people that are having really weird issues. And for us not to act like all these people dying in their sleep um, in 2022 is a normal thing, we're, we're, we're out of our minds. Everyone should be asking those questions right now. Um, and it's almost like they're trying to create other distractions because if all of our attention was 100% focused on COVID, I'd like to think people would be protesting in the streets, but I think a lot of people have COVID fatigue, COVID exhaustion. I mean, I think the people who've been pushing this stuff, um, I, I think they're just taking advantage of the fact that no one's paying attention anymore because it's the exact opposite of following the science right now. I figured with the kids, that would be a bridge too far. And the methodology that they used was the furthest thing from the scientific method. They threw out all the data that made um, two shots look bad and instead injected a third shot eight weeks later, tested it for 30 days and said, whoops, you know, looks like this one's a lot more, the efficacy is a lot more, uh, a lot higher than the other one because only 10 people got COVID. Yeah, well, you threw out the 375 who got COVID after the second shot. That's a pretty good, big deal. Then you have to ask, oh, is there negative vaccine efficacy? Why did these kids, because that's what it shows that getting the vaccine, not only didn't did it not prevent you, but it looks like it might have contributed to you coming down with COVID. So that's what we all need to be asking right now. Why does it seem like people like Dr. Fauci who got vaccinated three or four times, why are they struggling with severe symptoms? Why are they getting COVID for the second or third time in 2022 at the end of June? I mean, the flu doesn't spread over 4th of July weekend. You don't hear a lot of respiratory illnesses floating around. And granted, there's some weird stuff going on. Everyone's immune system is a little weird. And the crazy thing is the more you shut yourself off from society with the social distancing, working from home, staying at home, wearing two masks, the weaker your immune system has gotten over the past 27 months. So if all of a sudden you go out there and expose yourself, there's a good chance you might get something, ammonia, flu, because your body, you've been like the boy in the plastic bubble um, the last two and a half years. So what do you think is going to happen? So it is really concerning that it doesn't seem like unvaccinated people are having a problem at all, but vaccinated people are dying in their sleep. They're getting bounced back COVID. They're taking Paxlovid, which by the way, I've written on teddybroosevelt.substack.com. Half of that pill is an HIV-1 uh, protease inhibitor pill. I mean, think about that. If you had a friend who was suffering from the flu or the cold or ammonia, yeah, I'm taking an AIDS drug, an HIV drug, um, at the recommendation my, from my doctor. It's totally experimental. It's emergency authorized, but I decided to take it to fight this cold off. Um, and I've also taken three or four vaccines. You'd be like, dude, uh, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. You're using a sledgehammer to put a push pin in the drywall. You know, maybe it's a, a little too extreme, um, that medication. And instead, people are just, they're acting like it's normal. Like, yeah, I've gotten three vaccines. I've gotten COVID for the second time. So I'm going to take Paxlovid 
this HIV-1, 50% of it is an HIV-1 drug, even though it's only been used for COVID, so there's no one who can say with good conscience there's been a long-term study. Just like with kids, there's no way anyone in good conscience can say, hey, what are the effects of giving a kid 50 micrograms of the Moderna vaccine in uh, 28 days to a six-month-old or a one-year-old kid, someone under, under 30 pounds, you're giving them half the adult dose that you give to a 300-pound offensive lineman, a six-month-old gets that. So it could be literally 10 to 15 times the adult dose, even 150 pound, you know, it's, it's, it's triple. What are the long-term ramifications of giving a six month old 50 micrograms of an mRNA gene therapy shot? Two of them. There are none because it's brand new and we just started doing it. And keep in mind, those are just the phase one trials. Basically, this is the first time in history a vaccine's phase two or phase three trials are basically going to be the public. If you have your baby going to get a couple vaccine shots, you're basically volunteering them to be part of a, in my, in my eyes, an evil, diabolical, greed-driven scientific experiment with the risk-reward so balanced um, in the risk category that you can see why Denmark, Germany, a bunch of countries have banned the Moderna vaccine for anyone under the age of 30. Think about that. Because of heart problems, which they say are rare, but they're not so rare if you add up all the countries. And the craziest thing is it's happening to, to younger kids between 16 to 24. The other thing they don't mention, I think it's like what, you know, the average life expectancy of someone who gets diagnosed with, with myocarditis is like five years after the diagnosis or seven years. So if you're 16 or 18, like you're talking about a lifetime of health. It's it's one thing to get myocarditis if you're 70 or 80, but it's it's hitting young people early. That's why Jen Woke, Jen Coward, they should be screaming the loudest about college students getting forced to take this in order to attend campus. Two or three shots. I mean, Georgetown and some of these super woke, the Seven Sisters, the Ivy League schools, they were saying you needed three shots to go on campus. Absolutely ridiculous. Two or three shots when 16 to 24 year olds, which if you're Doogie Hauser 16 or if you're a grad student or doctoral student, 24, 25, that is the sweet spot to get myocarditis or pericarditis. Why would you want to take that risk? And you look at a number of years lost from some of these vaccine, vaccine injuries. Um, I don't know if you know, in the UK, England, United Kingdom, they've started distributing money, the government, for COVID-19 vaccine injuries. Gee, why is the government compensating medical... Um, casualties of the mRNA gene therapy shot if everything is totally on the level. I mean, they were promising us it's 100% safe and effective. Well, how can this fund exist? How can it exist? It goes against everything that you've been saying because they've been lying. And it should be a bridge too far for everybody, the six-month-old to five-year-olds, the fact that we're the only country, the United States... Who's injecting these shots into our into, into babies? That that much, that amount, and that young.
I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. Um, let's move on. We've done a lot of COVID stuff today. I've, I, I just realized it's been, uh, I'm, I'm just doing a quick lunch break, Teddy, Teddy episode. Um, the Ukraine thing, what another, uh, they announced that the G7, um, 200 billion, the United States is going to volunteer is going to offer. And there's, I think it's 600 billion total for lower income countries seed money for these countries to start businesses or build infrastructure and you just got to ask are we we're, we're trillions of dollars in debt in 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 debt the united states and people don't realize like china russia that could all change overnight we could be plunged into a catastrophe the day of the dollar is not the primary concern currency in the world so everyone buckle your seatbelt. I mean, you don't think China and Russia, they're already doing this petrodollar, the Middle East. You don't think they'd love to um, devalue our currency and have us turn into Venezuela or Lebanon where they have triple digit inflation every month? I mean, come on, people. This is ridiculous for Joe Biden to keep sending $40 billion. And the thing is, I don't have a problem. You know, if you want to supply a little aid, um, in the beginning, I, I, I would rather just do isolationist as far as Ukraine and not get involved at all. But if we're going to get involved at all and have it be from a NATO perspective, why aren't all these other countries paying? Why aren't all the other countries that are in Europe? Hey, Poland. I mean, I don't know if you know, Poland's bordering Ukraine. Um, how about Germany? How about all these countries that depend on... Russian gas and natural oil just so people don't starve and freeze to death. You'd think they'd want to buck up or maybe they don't want to buck up because they don't want to piss off Russia and have Putin totally turn the spout off. And that's what people are talking. People don't realize like they're talking about price caps. They're talking about uh, penalizing the shipping carriers who are taking the barrels over to China, India. Putin's going to... He, he, this is a war. He doesn't care about normal... Um, rules. And guess what? China and India are more than happy. Uh, you're talking about 2.5 billion people, China and India. They're more than happy to take all the oil off Putin's hands that he quote unquote can't sell to uh, Europe and, and America. And it's literally China number one and India number two. They are the biggest consumers now of Russian oil based on May 2022 numbers. So it's not hurting him at all. Um, it's not hurting Russia at all. The ruble's at a, a seven-year high. Again, we're just getting punished at the pump. We're getting punished at the grocery store. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is self is his own goals. It's self-inflicted wounds, self-inflicted errors. Again, you don't hear about diplomacy. You don't hear about bringing Zelensky and Putin to the table or why don't you designate somewhere for them to go meet and have a discussion? And the thing is, the United States doesn't come at it. it we don't have the, the global respect where the United States could, you know, Joe Biden could pick a place somewhere neutral, have representatives from both or Putin and Zelensky themselves go meet somewhere and they sort of orchestrate the framework of the deal. They don't have the initiative. They don't have the brains. They don't have the intelligence. Um... To, or, or the respect. They simply don't command respect uh, of Putin. So 
it's going to be a slow burn. It's going to be torturous uh, for the people of Europe starting October, November. And I think Putin's plan is, is revolt. You're going to have people in the streets revolting against the living conditions because you're simply going to get to a point where your expenses are when when your expenses are greater than your income and you have to choose between food and gas, clothes for your kids, that's when people get in the streets real quick. You cut off someone's food, you cut off their their gas or the ability to heat or cool their home or cook stuff um, and just survive, that gets people really upset. And so Putin's just they're they're winning militarily. Uh, that's the thing. The the media, as if they had a shred of credibility left, they lied to us from the beginning about this, from the ghost of Kiev. They lied about um, Putin interfering with the election. They lied about the dossier, the Steele dossier. So why would we trust anything that they say about January 6th? Why would we trust anything they say about these sanctions? Why would we trust anything they say about Putin's price hike? I mean, Putin gave a speech. He said... Well, that would be great if I could just sign a decree or I had the power to raise prices for groceries and rent and fuel all around the world. I don't have that power. You know, Biden is still, just in May alone, Michael Schnellenberger, who ran for governor uh, primary, he lost Schnellenberger, Schellenberger dot, uh, or Schellenberger MD on Twitter, at Schellenberger MD. He just said, you know, Biden um, canceled two projects in May. Um, new drilling projects. He they they are on a, a war against fossil fuels, and they don't care if we pay. And the price that we pay is going to be dramatic. And as I mentioned in episode two, here in the Texas grid, you just see, um, you know, any any expert who's looking at it objectively sees we transitioned way more aggressively to wind and solar, and we're penalizing natural gas we're phasing out coal there's not enough nuclear and you know all the virtue signaling in the world isn't gonna cool your house down if the grid goes down in texas when it's 105 degrees in august and that's what uh salient a company a pretty respected um energy analysis company they say in august they predict with the heat trends in 2022 that texas is going to have record demand this august at the same time wind is supplying the least amount of power and then you have the bitcoin miners mixed in (laughs) you know you know how much i uh love pointing out their super energy sucking vampire actions on the texas grid go to teddyroosevelt.substack.com read about the trilogy on uh, texas bitcoin miners so Anyways, folks, we've got COVID uh, spreading all around. San Francisco um, is now having a Portugal situation. San Francisco is 90% vaccinated. If you look at the wastewater samples, and that's the thing, people aren't testing in public. They're not testing at work. They're testing at home. And Biden administration still still sending out free tests, third round of free tests, but if you look at the wastewater, um, Igor Chudov on Substack pointed this out, the cases are six times as much as they were in January when they had their Omicron wave. Six times as many cases in May 2022 in San Francisco than January 2022. Why in a super hyper-vaccinated 
region of the country, the San Francisco Bay Area, arguably probably the most vaccinated portion of North America, maybe not Canada, but certainly of the United States. Why are they experiencing a huge COVID surge? Why is Portugal the most vaccinated nation over a million people on the planet experiencing this high wave of COVID cases and COVID deaths? You know, if you're not asking, if it's related to the vaccine, you're not interested in the scientific method. The scientific method is all about rigorous examination, re-examination of the evidence. And if you can't draw a correlation between highly vaccinated countries and what a lot of intelligent geniuses were saying about what was going to happen with the vaccine, you know, with uh, uh, original antigenic sin, it sounds biblical. It sounds like it's from the Old Testament. People were predicting this was going to happen or um, auto escape like these. These variants are going to guess what? Get more virulent. They're going to be able to escape these escape mutant variants. And they're going to laugh at this old, outdated vaccine from the Delta, you know, that was formulated during the Delta era. And it's really um, terrifying to think what could happen. Most of the people I know got vaccinated two shots. I don't know. I don't know anyone who got a third shot. I I seriously don't. I I know people who got vaccinated. A lot of them were coerced into it from work or... I think they just got beat over the head sometime, so many times. Hey, everything's going to get back to normal as long as you do this. And, you know, I don't I don't know any of them who got a third or fourth shot. I think the demand for the infant shots is going to be super minuscule. I think anyone who got it already got it last week or this week. Um, they're going to get their kids their two shots by August 1st, and that'll be that. But... People need to start asking questions, and it's terrifying to think, what if the vaccine is has negative vaccine efficacy? What if the vaccine makes you more susceptible to getting um, infected with COVID and, and being reinfected during new waves? Guys, all the evidence is, is, is pointing to exactly that phenomenon. Exactly that phenomenon. What is my motivation for researching this and finding this versus what is the motivation for Big Pharma to keep pushing these vaccines and keep pushing them on your kids? I mean, they want to eliminate the control group. They don't want a bunch of six-month-old to five-year-olds going around um, um, without the vaccine. I mean, think about it. They've been purposely injecting the control groups. Uh, with it and the media is totally guilty of not investigating i mean back in the day 20 years ago big pharma was evil heck even you know what five five years ago with the sackler family um dreamland sam canonis i mean i think everyone recognizes big pharma created the opioid crisis which in turn has created this fentanyl uh epidemic I mean, that was all big pharma. The Cardinal Health, I mean, they looked the other way and were shipping hundreds of thousands of pills into little rural towns, millions of pills, into little rural towns and creating a opioid epidemic. I mean, to act like all of a sudden big pharma is an altruistic industry that is all about health and wellness. No, 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 no. Their business plan is, they're publicly traded companies. Their business plan is to create and increase shareholder wealth. 
and for their stockholders. So they don't do that by doing a one and done vaccine that 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 cures you. I mean, they do it by Paxlovid. Hey, the vaccine doesn't work. Here, take five pills for eight hundred ninety-five bucks. I mean, if Fauci didn't have health insurance and he was just a normal scrub off the street, he'd be he'd be paying what eighteen hundred dollars for ten days worth of Paxlovid pills plus four shots, and he still feels like crap. I mean, come on, people. At what point do you admit the vaccines failed tremendously? They're leaky, they're unsterile, and the scariest part of all is they could actually be doing the exact opposite of what they were intended to do, which is make you more susceptible to coming down with COVID and getting reinfected again and again. So number one thing for everyone that we should be stressing no matter what is get your son Now's the prime time. It's coming up on 4th of July weekend. Uh, the 4th is Monday. Go outside 15 minutes when it's sunny out. 60% of your body exposed to the sun. You'll feel, no one feels worse doing that. Um, everyone feels their mood lifted. You feel a little bit of energy boost. 15 or 20 minutes in the sun. It's so important. Exercise. Eat your vegetables. Eat fruits. Get, get exercise. I mean, those three things, your nutrition, your exercise, and getting some sun and vitamin D on your skin, those three things are the cornerstones and the foundation of your health. We, and not to mention sleep. You know, so many of these, so many kids are addicted to screens. Uh, a blue glowing screen as you go to bed is like the worst thing. Or people who just continue to binge watch shows till three, four in the morning. It's the worst thing for your health. And you wake up and you're perpetually tired. You reach for a energy drink, Red Bull, coffee, you name it, and then the cycle continues. And then you just start making other bad decisions. Caffeine, sugar. Next thing you know, you're a slug with a bad immune system who gets COVID like once every three months, but then you're like, hey, at least I'll wear two vac two masks and a vaccine and get the vaccine um, when the whole time you'd be way better off exercising, eating healthy, put the video game controller down, pick up a book, leave you with a couple book recommendations, folks. The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. Again, RFK's son. Come on, this guy's a lifelong Democrat. What is his motivation for writing this best-selling book? The Real Anthony Fauci has a couple chapters on Bill Gates. I thought the Bill Gates hype was just that a little hype. No, he's just as evil as everyone says. America's biggest farmland owner. He's got like 240,000 acres of farmland in 15 different states. Um, so again, this is going to wrap up the Teddy Roosevelt show. You can find me on Substack, Teddy Roosevelt, B-R-O-S-E-V-E-L-T dot Substack dot com. You can find me on Twitter. There's an underscore, at underscore Teddy Roosevelt. We are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. For some reason, the artwork hasn't updated on a couple of them. Teddy Talks. It should be the Teddy Roosevelt Show. Tell your friends to tune in. Episode 4, wrapping up. Y'all have a great Wednesday. I will be back before the weekend with Episode 5. Y'all take care.